Jay Singus, how are you? Great, sir. How about yourself? Doing all right. I'm, I'm still, man, I'm still getting used to that whole sir thing because I, I myself was uh, in the army and, you know, <laughs> if you're called sir, the wrong person's called sir. You're like, I work for a living, you know, but, you know, I appreciate <laughs> the the hospitality. Thank you, Jace. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. In uniform, you don't want to be called that, but outside it's, it's all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 not only are you in uniform and you've been in uniform, but you're also fifth generation saddle bronc rider, correct? I am. Yeah. I grew up in the Northwest being fifth generation rancher and bronc rider has been pretty, pretty neat to grow up with. Okay. So you're from the Northwest, huh? Yeah. So I was born in, born in Lakeview, Oregon. And then we lived in Alturas, California, up until kindergarten when we moved to Fallon, Nevada, and then grew up all the way through high school there. Man, it's a small world. I didn't know that. I was. Yeah. I, I went to college in uh, Climate Falls and had family in Climate Falls. So, yeah, right down the road. Okay. Yep. Yeah. And then, you know, along with the Saddle Bronc, you're, you're uh, in the Army, have been in the Army, and what, working on your contract to get out, correct? Yep, slowly trying to get well as fast as I can, but trying to trying to be done and get back to rodeo in full time. Okay, so so with you being a saddle bronc rider, fifth generation, you, you didn't start very very young, correct? No, I I was a late bloomer. I didn't get on my first saddle bronc course until I was nineteen. I rode bulls for. About a year before that, a junior rodeo growing up and then got into motor, motocross and motorcycle riding and then uh, kind of got into the fight world a little bit. So from wrestling to the boxing ring to the cage was kind of my thing for a while. And then then I grew up and realized uh, my calling was more towards rodeo and family. Okay. Now, now did you get a lot of uh, crap? from 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 family since you know they've been in the rodeo life and you're just on your own doing your thing exploring new things or different things in the family uh did 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 they give you a lot of stuff about it man i didn't so i didn't hear too much i know my grandfather he wasn't too uh too proud of us getting motorcycles at first and then be an old school ranch cowboy but then uh then he saw kind of how how it drove you to be very focused. Like I didn't do school sports. I wrestled, but I didn't do any other school sports. I was more of the extreme sports kind of guy and kind of the loner growing up. I wanted to be pro at something so bad. I, I would throw all my focus into training and, and riding. That was my fun. Okay. But, uh, but getting back into rodeo sure brought the whole family back together. Cause they, that was, a, they knew how to help. They didn't know much about the motocross and dad, he wanted to help so bad. He just didn't know how. Yeah. And then when I got into rodeo again. It was a uh, kind of God's, uh, God's way of saying, now you're ready. This is what you're supposed to do. And when you took up the, you know, saddle bronc and everything else, uh, was it love at first sight or did it take a couple times to get used to man? It was. So everything that could go wrong went wrong, but I rode bulls for about a year and a half, two years before I got on the saddle bronc horse and I always wanted to ride broncs bulls scared the hell out of me and rode them for quite a while did pretty good went went quite quite far but was just scared to death of them but so when I turned 19 I go to my dad and saying hey I want to get on some some bucking horses and he's like ah just stick with them bulls 
And uh, so I started to, and I was getting kind of irritated. I was like, man, I want to ride Bronx. So I finally went up to him and said, hey, I'm going to go ride Bronx with or without you. And he looks at me and goes, well, now you're ready. Let's go. So he was just kind of waiting for that drive to where I, I wanted it for myself. Right. And uh, I think that was the biggest deal. And then after that, we finally go and get do about a year worth of groundwork and everything. It felt like forever. I couldn't wait to get on one. And then when I finally got on one, everything that could go wrong went wrong. Came out backwards, flipped upside down, landed on me. It was supposed to be just a nice horse, but, you know, shit yeah. happened. Yeah. <laughs> but I got He's... up and I was ready to go again. And then they knew I was addicted and I was flat addicted to it. I was ready to go. Well, you say you say you're uh, scared, scared of bulls, right? I mean, yeah, they're bulkier beefier heavier but i mean you're higher off the ground on that that bronco correct <laughs> you can be yeah, yeah. it's a you know it's as far as i'm concerned it's kind of we call it shooters preference right like football baseball what you like like i could yeah. also i like baseball but um i was scared of the ball i hated the bat and okay. but i can get i can get in a boxing ring or a cage and knowing a guy was going to punch me in the face and it, it didn't bother me it was adrenaline but it wasn't total fear right like your nerves are going but you're still like oh let's do this i'm like standing there waiting for a guy to throw a ball at me that is kind of scary <laughs> but it's just yeah. one of those things now my little brother bucking horses made him nervous and the bulls he man he wasn't scared of them at all so it's it's just how i guess how you're wired Huh. And you're you're wired just to ride saddle bronc. Yep, I love it. Have you tried bareback? Yeah, I got on two of them bastards, and that was enough for me. <laughs> I'll I'll be the first one to say, man. Like I, I, I I've had back surgery and everything else, and I tried to get into uh bareback, but I cringe every time I see it, man. I, I do. <laughs> I like I'll I'll watch it a bit. But it, it's a little too much just to take in, man. You know, and and uh, it doesn't look comfortable. And I, I know it's all about balance and staying on, but I, I still feel like afterwards, I want to get a headache just watching it. You know, so yeah, yeah. And you you go back and forth with it too because you'll you'll be around the best guys and get. I mean, there's so many names I couldn't even couldn't even fathom explaining right. them all. All those top guys that ride so good, you watch them, they're smooth, like a, just like a dance. You know, like Casey Field, you watch him, like, man, that don't look too bad. So that's, <laughs> a tough, that's, a, that's a tough dude, right? And then you see a, a younger guy get on, and you're like, oh, that's exactly why I'm not going to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you have to wear a neck brace, you know? So you guys, though, the saddle bronc, man, you guys ride it's almost effortless, man. It's like just so smooth. You know, the people that do have it, you know, and, and I've watched some of your videos and everything else and it, it, it's clean, it's clean, man. And it's just like, all right, this guy. And, and I've heard a lot about you too. You know, I've asked around and they're like, Oh yeah, this guy, Jace is the man, you know? And so <laughs> you, you turned pro in 2012, correct? Um, I, I bought my pro card when I was 20, 22. So pretty 22. quick. I, I went to college. I amateur rode for about a year. Then went to college, rode for 
Feather River for two years, and then I finished down at McNeese University in Louisiana. And uh, mm. while I was going to college, I bought my permit, and I filled my permit pretty quick. And then I bought my card. So, yeah, probably right around 11 or 12 is when I ended up uh, buying it. Okay. Okay. So, but you, you talk about others, but you, I know the more I get involved in the rodeo life, every person that I've interviewed is humble. They never, you know, speak highly of this else. So they, they know they're good, but they don't just put themselves out there. But I, I've heard that you're, you're good. You, oh, you might have. I guess I get lucky sometimes. I just love it so much. You know, it's a, it's a dance. You know, you're as um, good as your equipment, and you're as good as your partner, really. Right. But it's uh, it's definitely mental. You gotta you go in there knowing you're the best. You don't have to say it, but it's uh, it's one of those sports that as soon as you think you have it figured out. It's going to humble you. And when you're picking yourself up off the dirt, you start to realize that uh, be seen and not heard. Well, you turn. All right. I'm just going to let the, the people know, you know, if you guys want to find out Jace's, Jace Angus's rides, just look them up and you'll see some of his rides. It, it's it's <laughs> quite a beauty. So you turn pro 20, 2012, right? 2015 you qualified first frontier circuit finals rodeo and that's that northeast circuit correct yep i went up there to long island to train cow horses and i claimed that circuit and figured that'd be kind of a a good start to start going hard and full time and it worked out great um really good group of people up there the Cowtown rodeo there in new jersey man there you are They'll do anything for a guy that wants to better themselves. And they uh, really helped me out and had some good horses and just a, a perfect family environment. And probably one of the coolest rodeos I, I go to. It, I love it there. Yeah. And I think just because it feels so much like family that it uh, it really stands out to me. Yeah, when, when I think of the Northeast, I think of baseball, football. I think everything else other than radio sports, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what I thought too, but there's big horse country and a lot of a lot of really good cowboys across the board. Okay, all right. So, 2015, you you became the first Frontier Circuit year-end champion and average winner in saddle bronc riding, correct? Yes. Yeah. Had a really really good year. You joined the army at 28. Yep. What 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 made you join the ar- ar- army at that age, man? Because I joined twenty five right after college, you know, to pay off my bills and you know college tuition and everything else. Did it pay it all off? No, but you know, I, I joined because of that. And, and what allowed you to join the the army? Well, I had some like long story short. I uh, I wanted to be a seal my whole life. I wanted to ride Bronx, make the NFR. <laughs> and uh, I wanted to be a Navy SEAL more than anything ever. And that's probably going to be my only regret I've ever, ever had in my life is not, not getting a shot and going to buds and trying out. That was just kind of what really drove me to being the best and being around the best. And uh, a lot of my buddies, we, uh, we all grew up together and everybody joined, but me, cause I'm pretty stubborn when it comes down to it, to where, they wouldn't give me a shot. So I'm like, nope, if I don't get a shot 
have buds, I'm not, I'm not enlisting. So I fought with that for years and I kept training, getting, trying to be ready for buds and everything throughout my, and I think that really piqued my rodeo career is that mindset mm-hmm. and that mental and physical fitness that goes with, with that, um, really helped my rodeo. But then throughout the years, you know, a few buddies don't come home and it, it eats at you, right? You want to be there with them or that, those thoughts like, man, if I was there, would they, would they be home today? But, yeah. uh, you can't control the outcome. But later on, I was rodeoing for a living. I was having fun, doing what I wanted, when I wanted, how I wanted. And a few other friends are still over there fighting. And then, you know, I lost another one. I'll, I'll keep names to myself just out of respect to their families. Oh, hey, no, no, you don't know. I, I yeah. totally and, respect uh, that. And so do the listeners. So. Yeah. And so, so it started eating at me and, you know, it took a while, took some friends, uh, a lot of really good friends. And they're like, if you don't do it, you're never going to be happy. So finally I was like, all right. So I go back to Navy recruiter. I'm like, Hey, I want to be a seal. And they're like, Oh, whatever. You're full of crap, whatnot. But I hadn't done no math problems or any types of school for that ASVAB forever. Right. Nor did I realize after I took it again, didn't do very well. I could have used mine from high school and I would have been passed with flying colors, but so then I, I started looking at different special operations and went towards uh, the Air Force. I'm like, well, that might work to be a PJ because those guys are badass and yeah. really taken care of. And that was kind of, kind of bit, kind of got the run around. And so it, it just didn't feel right. So then I went to active army and I, I was like, hey, I want to go SF route right off the bat. And they're like, no, nah, you're going to do this. And it just I think it was more the recruiter and the luck or maybe God just kind of trying to show me the path I needed to take wasn't sure so i ended up going to the national guard guys through a hell a blackhawk pilot buddy of mine and uh i had an sf recruiter and i talked with him and we were gonna go that route yeah so that's the route i went and then then we we get going and you know here we are do you think age is just number when you go in there or did you really figure out the hard way that hey, hey, the older you are, those guys really, really mess with the, you know, not the 17, 18 year old uh, kids. <laughs> yeah. So we, we've had some conversations, some buddies of mine, even guys that were drill sergeants off the, off the record. We, uh, I, I told him, I was like, I'm bored. I was like, can we, do some physical stuff or can we do some training? Excuse <laughs> me. But um the physical part, I came out of basic training a lot worse shape than I went in, but the mental part of it to where all the all the games that they play and all the children, most yeah. of those kids never left home. So that was like that was the hard part. That part would have been easier, but I'm also glad I was older and kind of set my ways and I wasn't able to be manipulated. No, oh, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, but it has, they, definitely has its ups and downs there. Yeah, you, you saw, you saw, yeah, you're wiser, yeah, which, you know, when you're wiser, you, you tend to, you know, just shh <laughs> and not yeah. say anything and let those guys get it, you know? Being a 30 year old private, you're like, I cannot hang out with you guys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, I kind of, my leaders, once I got to my first unit, I was in a mountain unit. We were 10th mountain. And mm-hmm. then they kind of, they wanted to play games, but I think they seen my eyes and then they realized my age. And then 
then they found out I was a pro rodeo guy and I tried to keep that quiet just to not stand out, but yeah. it ended up kind of helping quite a bit. I had a really good commander the first time and he kind of helped me allow me to go rodeo a little bit. And then I gave him a buckle when I won the world the first time at the PAFA mm-hmm. and like, Hey, thanks. This, and I was off the line. I was like, Hey, this is uh if it wasn't for you guys. I wouldn't be able to do this. And he really appreciated that. And I, I wanted to keep it between him and I, and he sent it all the way up to battalion. And so then, <laughs> then that got kind of some attention and, uh, the battalion was actually really, really proud of it and everything. And they, it kind of helped me kind of climb the ranks a little bit okay. and then a little bit more freedom. And then it kind of turned into, okay. Cause we didn't really have a purpose. I didn't have a purpose at first cause we weren't deploying. We weren't going to do why, why I joined, but <clears throat> eventually we went overseas and we still didn't do what, what I wanted to go do, but it, it was still the experience and kind of opened the doors. And I think, now that I'm going back into rodeo, it kind of gave me that discipline because when you go over there, man, you're, I mean, you know, just as well as anyone, it kind of opens your mind to like, you might not be able to do the stuff you love to do ever again. Yeah. And now we're ready to go, go rodeo. It's like, okay, it's what I love. It's what I want to do. This is who I am. And I love wearing the uniform, but if, uh, God forbid they ever actually need us, like, yeah, we'll go first, but till then let's just let me go rodeo <laughs> yeah yeah so how did you get that i know you, you talked about your commander you know they, they were very uh they were very uh accommodating but they didn't have to do that how were you so lucky to be in the army and then do rodeo that 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 well i was honestly i was going to do it with or without permission because that's just kind of <laughs> who we are yeah it's like well maybe i'll involve them because you know eventually they're gonna find out and you know if i get hurt i'm gonna have to report that and it it didn't it didn't matter too much to them but and being in the guard i think kind of there was that that teeter-totter to where okay maybe this is okay maybe this isn't but then they've seen the success yeah <laughs> so i think that I think it kind of seen that I wasn't just a nine to five guy or hated my life. And the guard was my only thing they wanted. They wanted guys that were wired to where they want to better themselves in uniform and out of uniform. All right. Before we go to the accolades while in the army is the rodeo scene, the military rodeo scene, similar to like team army sports, you know, soccer, wrestling, boxing, running, biking is it similar to that do they do they flip the bill do they uh they know that you're in the rodeo scene do they you know have you travel on their dime and are you sponsored by them do you do you do they have their own circuit or do you have to flip your own bill and travel wherever wherever and however you get there yeah it's still all on us i know the there was a lot of attention with it to get on the all army sports and I'm still trying to do that. That'd be my only way I would stay in. Mm-hmm. It would be amazing. I think it would be a great deal because they're going to get going to rodeos with an army patch on that would, uh, that would enlist uh, the room. <coughs> Excuse me. The, the recruiters, they would uh, get involved with a lot of guys that would make 
really good soldiers, not taking soldiers away from where they come from, yeah. but you'll get that ranch, ag, farm, good old boys that they grew up with the American dream and they will protect it. Okay. And they have all an all army rodeo. Uh, they don't have, they don't have that program right now, but hopefully one day they do. That's awesome. I know some recruiter friends of mine that they, they were on orders to go to that rodeo as a recruiter and they can go compete, but they're, they were going there to recruit, but they were, uh, they're paid to do that. So just to be part of that, how could someone be part of that? Did they have to be in the system already? You know, the rodeo scene, did they have to uh, speak for themselves? You know, I, apparently you lucked out. I mean, you're uh, a BA uh, saddle bronc rider, but it, did you put yourself out there? to be part of that association or i mean how, how does one go into yeah that? yeah so pafra and mrca you you have to be a part of the military you either have to have your dd214 or enlisted and you yes. can compete and the difference between pafra and the mrca right now as far as i'm concerned is and it's i get both sides 100 percent. so pafra is awesome in one way that your family can rodeo too. So your dependents up until they're 18. So like a wife can go compete with you or, or your kids can go compete with you in those PAFR events. Okay. So that, that's pretty cool. And then on the, on the MRCA side is just straight. You have to be military. That's it. If not, you're not going to compete. Okay. So I understand both sides. It's got its quirks. Um, but uh, I think I think both associations are great. They got if they do it right, man. I think some big things will really come. You know, I, I never thought that the army had this, or in the military period had this. this uh, the rodeo uh, association, man, it, it's it, it's wild. So, like when looking you up, I was just like, what they had this? This would have been great just to see, or you know, just spend more time viewing than uh you know that uh afn network if you know what i mean <laughs> yeah, right <laughs> yeah yeah i i wish i hope the military all branches kind of get involved with it right <laughs> a lot a lot sooner than later and to where you can actually enlist to go rodeo okay so, so for the listeners, PAFRA, it's Professional Armed Forces Rodeo Association, and the MRCA is Military Rodeo, right? What is it? The Military, yep, Military Rodeo Cowboys Association. We're in the Army, and then you end up taking, uh, you won the Professional Armed Forces Rodeo Association World Championship in 2018. 28- you went back to back 2019 and i believe deployment covid probably did 2021 but you got back into it and you won championship just this past year correct yeah yep yep i won two then uh yeah we were on orders and then covid hit and then we we're on orders again and then uh then we finally did deploy 
Okay. And then, so I missed one, one actual year. Then I came back and that was my first, first, uh, one back did really well. Okay. Are you still part of that circuit right now? I am. Yep. And that the finals are in October. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a pretty neat deal. Um, uh, my main focus is the PRCA mm-hmm. and, uh, making, making the national finals there. Okay. And you have a chance to, correct? I do. Yeah, we're going to give it all we got. We're working on trying to get those sponsors so I can be a full-time athlete again. Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, that's awesome, man. And I'm, I'm, I'm glad I, I'm able to, you know, uh, put the word out just in case, you know, maybe a sponsor is listening and they figure out, like, Jace is pretty BA, you know, so... I try I try to keep clean, man. So um if you it I uh, hopefully you, you understand what BA is. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yep. That's not on. <laughs> all right, all right. Um but so chances are you can go back to back again. I'm hoping so, yep. All right, you see where I'm getting at now, Jace. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, Jace. I'm just saying. <laughs> got to give yourself some credit man i think i think the one thing is that people question is age but man age just is number for you it seems like all your life yeah it's if if you take care of your body and you put your mind to it i think i think anything's possible yeah what what is the the cycle the life cycle of a uh bronc bronc rider I think it depends on uh, a little bit of luck and then what you put into it. Like if you go and party all the time and don't take care of your body, you're going to wear down quick. And if you do take care of your body and you get lucky and don't get those major injuries, you can, you can get up to in your forties and do still do pretty well and be competitive. Okay. And we won't say your name or your, your age. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> yeah no i still got plenty of life left that's good that's good yeah it, it seems like it man those rides are awesome man so now it's 2023 you're back and ready to compete your goal is nfr yes yeah it is is that everyone's goal just doing nfr i think it's a lot you know, um, a lot of people, there's some people that just like to go do it. And then some people that start to get older, just kind of hit the circuit rodeos and then others hit those amateur circuits that pay just as good. Um, yeah, yeah some people, the NFR, some people, the IPRAs, and then a lot of the military guys, you know, PAFRs, they're one and only. Okay. And while we're in 2023, we're only the third month in almost fourth. Um, start of the fourth you took second and uh, at the national western stock show in rodeo in denver yep i got a i won i won second in the first round mm-hmm. and i ended up bucking off my second horse but that'll happen yeah right <laughs> but that's a good start for that nfr uh push correct it was yeah yeah before that i placed in uh in texas and then i just went to florida and won a couple of them yeah, so it's, been, it's been good. I'm ready to ready to get some to some more. Got to get those um, qualifications built back up so I don't get drawn out of the the really big ones. And then that's that. Those are the game changers there. Yeah. What which one are you hoping to hit? Uh, all the gold tours and silver tours, which all the big ones. You know, like Cheyenne, Reno, Salinas. 
Uh, we already missed Houston and those other big ones, but it's just I got to climb climb back up the ladder. We'll well, we'll get there. Yeah, yeah. The, well, by the by, your resume it, it it's not going to take long. Um, we're that's the that's the game plan, anyways. Okay. Besides the NFR, man, what, what's what's next? Uh, try to win the world. Yeah. yeah. Try to get that that gold buckle, and then after that, run a rodeo school and just follow a cow around. Right. What's your if you weren't saddle bronken? What what's the other sport you would uh, take in in the rodeo? Oh, in the rodeo world? Yeah. Shoot, I I don't know. I like to rope, but man, I couldn't even think about doing another one bronc riding. Rope. Okay. People, I don't know, man, in the Pacific Northwest, it's, it's pretty, it's getting big, man. I, I don't know if you heard any of the, the podcasts, but Pacific Northwest, man, bull riding and rodeo life is huge. You wouldn't yeah. thought, think that, but man, it's getting bigger. And every time I see these guys on practice bulls, you know, just practicing the guys that have the car, they're out there roping. They make fun of them, man, because, you know, oh, you could have been a roper, you know, and then they're like, shut up, you know, they're just dogging <laughs> each other. But, yeah, man, I've noticed a lot of people either rope or or, or, or bull riding. Yeah, so it's it's pretty interesting to hear people rope, rope. Yeah, rope, I rope. really like the, I really like doing the cow horse stuff and ranch horse. <laughs> I start a lot of colts and I'd probably probably just be more of just a cowboy if i wasn't if i wasn't riding bronx it'd be more of the family guy and uh just kind of ranch kind of my yeah. happy place well you, you said you're here in florida you're there you know in denver but right now you're in wyoming doing some uh cowboy stuff correct yeah yeah a buddy of ours is getting married and uh the guy that owns this place he's headed to that wedding so he called me up and we went and uh started helping him with his ranch his name is uh colt brugman he's he's in wyoming wheatland wyoming here and we met in idaho he saw me get on a bronc and kind of went above and beyond and took me under his wing mm-hmm. kind of helping me kind of get back going and um get the publicity and that's wasn't for him we wouldn't have the publicity that we've had this year <laughs> just getting back in the saddle and uh running it yeah, yeah, he's really yeah. doing a lot of the PR stuff to help kind of try to reel in them sponsors nice. and get down the road and be seen, be heard. What's your goal for besides NFR, besides the worlds? What's what's the goal? I just do the best I can. You know, I try to be the best bronc rider that that's ever lived. On top of that, be a be a good man and get my fitness as high as I can and just kind of live life to its fullest really. And then after that kind of start building my rodeo school back up and doing that when I'm done riding Bronx and I'll still have a piece of it. Some other, some other buddies that are tier one, tier one operators, uh, they're going to be involved in the school as well. And it's going to be a really cool thing that we can offer that, Unless you've been there, done that, it, it's not probable. So it's the only thing that stands us apart, right? Yeah. So, so that's awesome that you're you're wanting to pay it forward after you're done. Absolutely. So yeah, I had a 
I had a uh, Wolfgang Trox on just recently and, you know, he, he missed the sport. I mean, he's only 30, he missed the sport, but you know, he, he's paying it forward with the junior rodeo uh, circuit, man, in the Pacific Northwest. And, you know, it, he says he still misses it, but I, you know, gave him all the credit in the world that, you know, he's, he's paving the way for the young bucks, you know, right now. And he, he started understanding like, you're right. You're right. So how long do you think you go for, man? What is the expectancy of it? Oh shoot. I probably got between five and 10 years left at riding Bronx pretty hard and solid. What's, what's <laughs> the average? The average saddle bronc rider before they retire oh you know 35 to 45 somewhere in between those but you're gonna you're gonna change that well we'll see we'll see <laughs> what happens i know billy Etbauer, he did it yeah okay all right like i said i i'm just now touching saddle bronc and i think that's all i'm gonna do man i think it, i thought about doing steer wrestling as well you know i just you know baby steps <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I, I truly appreciate, you know, y- y- you taking the time and, and, and uh, educating me and others, man. So thank you. You bet. You bet. When, when, when you get in there, what's the first thing you think about, man, besides staying on there for eight seconds? So I, I don't think um, I, I take my week before I go to rodeo and I, I mentally prep or physically prep and, just like kicking doors down, right? Um, mm-hmm. Or getting in a fist fight, you can plan for it, but until until it starts, you just got to react. So you got to have that muscle memory and those body mechanics working for you. So I, I call it the switch. Just like uh, when you go into a room, you're not sure exactly where those guys are. Yeah. Just like a, a fight, and then you transition that into a bucking horse. Uh, I don't think about nothing. And then I nod my head and I let that switch turn on and I just react, you know, even though it's a dance, it's also a fight. Some kids that I've interviewed, they, you know, and also bullfighters, they, they, they do stick of gum. They do Pepsi. They do Mountain Dew. You're just, you hit that switch and you're good. It's all natural. Endorphins. Yeah. It's just, uh, just a reaction. You know, it's, uh, we're all joking around. I like to joke around and, not think about my horse and have a good time and just make it fun. And that's, that's where I'm at. And if it's not fun, I, uh, I don't do so well. <laughs> how, how much time do you have left on your uh, contract in the military? I should ETS in December. That's uh, I think that's the, the plan. Okay. And you're sticking to it. Yeah. Yeah. I think, <laughs> I think so. I'm ready. To, I'm ready to just go rodeo. Okay. All right. Have my freedom back. Yeah. 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 And 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 because of the piece, uh, PRCA, you, you got chances to travel all throughout the country, correct? Yep. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Rodeo's taken me to every state so far, but Hawaii and Alaska. All right. Well, if and when you're in the Pacific Northwest, anywhere let me let me know man let us know so you know i i can tell the guys or the the kids and the people that are listening that hey jace is gonna be in this town let's 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 go support him oh that'd be great that'd be yeah. a fun time yeah yeah so 
So, Jason, I appreciate your time, man. I, I, and uh, before we go, I, I just want to ask you, did I did, did I leave anything out? Do you want to add anything? No, I think we're pretty good. Yeah. Well, I, again, I truly appreciate your, your time. I appreciate your story. Thank you for your service and, and you know, and, and what you do and what you continue to do and, and entertaining the masses with, you know, Saddle Bronx. So uh, once again, Jace, thank you so much. And where can people find you? Uh, they can follow the, the rodeos and then uh, I guess Facebook and Instagram right now. Okay. Do, do you mind if I uh, add those in the description when I publish this uh, episode? No, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, Jace, it's been a pleasure, man. Let us know and uh, we'll be there. All right. Okay. Thank you. We'll talk soon. All right, right, Jace. Hold on.